From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about how your attitude and behavior can make today better than yesterday in your marriage. And there's a quote from Charles Kettering that says, you can't have a better tomorrow if you are thinking about yesterday all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. And as we talk about making, making today and tomorrow better, I think there's nothing more appropriate than the fact that we can't always be looking back over what has happened. Mm -hmm. Mm. So we're gonna be digging into that in today's show, but we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And this week's hug is sponsored by HelloFresh and HelloFresh takes preparing meals, your meals there at home, just takes it to a brand new level. Mm -hmm. And we can't wait to share more about them later in the show. This hug that I'm about to share with you came from a Facebook message that we received and we get hugs from all over. Sometimes you guys call them in on the hug hotline. Sometimes we read them off of iTunes reviews. We get emails, emails Facebook, Instagram, you name it. We're pulling those hugs together so that we can share them with each and every one of you. And this person said, no question. I just wanted to say thank you for everything you do. I stumbled across your podcast about two weeks ago and listened to episode 440, What Men Get from Foreplay. Mm. And it sparked a huge conversation with my husband. Immediately, I got him to listen to it and he looked at me after and said, I can relate to everything they said. Boom. That was a great show. That was a great show. She goes on to say, this was a huge, in all caps, huge opener for us. And since we have listened to at least 10 other episodes together, and on Monday, we decided to start our first seven-day challenge. Right on. We are four days in, and I feel like our relationship has been renewed. We kiss each other and are constantly touching and expressing our feelings. Because of your podcast, our marriage has made a complete 180. Sweet. Love it. After we had our son last year, I didn't want my husband to touch me. I was so uncomfortable in my own skin. So many of your episodes have given me a completely new outlook on sex and intimacy with my husband. I no longer worry about him seeing my stretch marks. And now my mind is completely in the moment with him. I feel like I'm in a completely new relationship and getting to know my husband better than we have in many years. Right on. Thank you so much. Love it. Love you guys. And way to just take it, you know, be intentional, taking action and going with it. So absolutely. And you know, it's interesting how, how that hug really ties in a lot of what we're talking about today, Mm -hmm. right? That attitude, that mindset, that those behaviors that you can take to make today Mm-hmm. better than yesterday. And, you know, the idea for this show actually came from an Instagram message that we received recently. And, you know, this person was sharing that, well, of course, you, the gist of the message was, oh, of course, you and Tony have an extraordinary marriage. You guys work together. You spend all this time together. You just, you know, like it's rainbows and unicorns all the time. Yep. I, I'm adding the rainbows and unicorns, but that was kind of the gist of, of what was going on. And, you know, what it made us realize is that a lot of people... A lot of people are looking at where we're at as if this is the place we've always been, Mm -hmm. right? And and we had to actually years ago, you know, and and we want to just share a little bit of this at the start of the show just to clear up a few things, right? Because we were not always in this place where what you hear behind the microphones is who Tony and Lisa are. In fact, there were a lot of years 
where, you know, the 30 minutes that you listen to the two of us once a week may have been the entire conversation. We had that week. We had that week. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't talk to each other during the day because of, of work or we didn't, heck, we didn't talk to each other because there was nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Right. We, yeah. We got into this mundane, really plateaued part of our lives where we just didn't make any effort mm-hmm. into, I, I would say, in ourselves and into our marriage. And, and just so you all know, yes, we do run one extraordinary marriage together, but we do not spend all day, every day together in the same space. And I loving would on each other. say running one extraordinary marriage together adds a whole nother complexity to our relationship. Because what we have to be able to do sometimes is we have to be able to get out of that one mode and get into Tony and Elisa, our married mode, and then fall back in. And then if you have issues that are coming up in the marriage, they spill over into one. There's stuff that's happening at one that spills over into the marriage. And so there's, it's a lot. And there are just times, I mean, I find myself just going, okay, what, what are we, what are we arguing about? What are, Heck, what are it we, happened last night. Yeah. What are we frustrated about? Because the same communication that has to happen in our marriage happens at one and the same tendencies that we're, we're still the same people. And so I can sometimes be more of a pusher and Elisa can still shut down. And that doesn't change just because we're talking about one stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, that happened last night. We were, we were working on uh, just some upcoming things for 2019. And, and I shared the story because I just want you to know we still have arguments. Oh, yeah. Right? Just because we work on communication and we talk about communication, we are still working to make today better than yesterday. Yeah. Right? And we've had we've actually had this come up a few times recently where, you know, Tony and I are talking about business stuff and, and he just gets very, you know, like he said, he's a pusher, he's a driver, he's just like, bam, this is how it's going to be. It's very matter of fact at times. No get emotion. It, just, just get it done do it. and let's roll. And I really, I've actually, even as we're talking about this, I realized in the last probably month and a half, I've stood up to you more mm-hmm. when you're, when you're in that headspace. And I'm like, no, I'm not taking this. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's not so much a conscious effort. The first time I did it was more conscious than last night, but to, to say, you know what? No, we're, we're not like, I'm not going to shrink back into this place where I did years ago where I'd be like, okay, yeah, you know what? If Tony says this then I'm just going to shut down, I'm like, no. Like, hold on a second. We need to work through this. We need to talk through this. And that's that's a big part of what we're talking about. Still growing. See, still folks, growing. I mean, still growing to this day, bringing up things that were like, whoa. And, and, and I will say, sometimes I know that's happening, and other times I don't, in, in all honesty, because I'm just like, okay, this is where we're going. This is what's happening. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, and then when, when Elisa did push back, I was like, you know what? She's right. And I have to take a look at myself at those points in times. And as I lead our house, as I lead one, as I lead, you know, our children and and other areas, I have to take a a gut check too and go, what am I doing and what do I need to begin changing? So that way I'm not bulldozing over Elisa. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not my intention. It sometimes comes out that way. Um, and again, we, we, we have habits. We've talked about habits. Habits are hard to break. And sometimes when they don't happen as often as we think, when they do come up like that, we have to double check ourselves and go, whoa, that's a habit that I've had way too long. Mm-hmm. And that needs to, to start being adjusted. 
And we're sharing a little bit about where we are and where we've been, partly because we don't necessarily want you guys. In fact, we don't want you guys to compare yourselves and where your marriage is to where our marriage is. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I I just think back as you say that going back to the days of of being newlyweds and where we were and what was going on in those timeframes. And for those of you who are engaged newlyweds, you know what? You guys have such an amazing place to be in. You really do. And, and there are expectations you have on your marriage. And even those of you who are rekindling your marriage after maybe 10 years, 15 years, you know, there's been some gap. There's been some, some, some distance between you guys. Coming back together can be all new and fresh as well. And so what does that look like for you guys? But I think back to those days going, holy mackerel, what... Yeah where we've come and you guys can see that as well in your in your marriage and in your lives wow like you're just talking about the early years and it just it almost makes my stomach hurt nah. just like, ah. like there there were just some really rough times yeah, there were but at the same time it's made us who we are oh absolutely like i wouldn't change it i just don't want to go and repeat it correct right and and, and bringing up this whole idea of comparison and things we don't want you to compare yourselves to us and say, well, I, I, you know, I can't have the marriage that Tony and Lisa have because of this, or, or we're not there yet, or whatever you might be saying about yourselves. The, the idea behind this particular show is to say, don't compare yourselves to Tony and Lisa, compare yourselves to where you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right. And what can you do to make today better? And not just to us, but to others. And Hey, we're raising our hands too. There are folks that we see who are older than us, wiser than us, have more knowledge. And there was a time when I'd be like, oh, that's where I want to be. And I, I realized that there, there just came a point where it's like, man, I got to just walk my walk. Mm-hmm. We got to walk our walk, do our journey, and let's just keep on rolling. Because and, and, and the other part of it too for myself was have a heart of gratitude mm-hmm. and, a, and a heart of like, excitement for somebody else and in cheering on their wins because I noticed when I was cheering on their wins I was having wins internally and externally absolutely and you know like the quote I read at the top of the show you know just talking about you know it's hard to make tomorrow better if you're looking over your shoulder at the yesterdays and that's that's the first part we really want to start with this is that you know it's so easy it's so easy to go through that litany of mistakes or missed opportunities or the things that you've done wrong and just be in this place of oh my gosh like we're not ever going to get there wherever there is because we've got all this baggage all this history behind us and you know, as I was preparing for the show, I actually just started thinking about marathon runners. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about people that go the distance. And, you know, it's interesting because if you talk to marathon runners, most of them will not talk about the finish line. Right. They'll, they'll talk about race prep. They'll talk about, you know, being in the corral, you know, with all the other runners. They'll talk about those first miles. They'll talk about all of the immediate. Mm-hmm. But they don't ever, for, by and large, until they finish, they don't ever talk about the end. And I, or when it's in sight, then you, when you, when you're in those last mile or two, that's when you start going, okay, we, we got it. Well, I got this now. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's finish strong. Right. It's like when Tony hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, mm-hmm. you know, back in 2000, 2,658 miles. We were not as a couple thinking about Manning Park, British Columbia, which is the end point of the PCT. Of the PCT when you hike from, from South to North. We weren't thinking about that on April 28th when he left. Right. I was thinking, well, I see him in Julian in two days. Right. I think it was three days. Three days. Yes. Okay. My bad. <laughs> I was hoping for two. Um, the you know, first day was to Morena. 
like Morena. Right. Like, like that was all I was thinking about. I wasn't thinking about, is he going to make it? It was, what's the immediate, like, where do we have to go next? Right. And, and I think so often in marriage, we get into this whole, like, we've got to be here. We've got to be at 60 years married. I mean, for those of you um, that followed the funeral of George H.W. H.W. Bush, you know, there H. W. Yes, yes, Herbert Walker. There were so many references to the fact that he and Barbara Bush had been married for 73 years. Which is crazy to think about. Like when Elisa even said that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, we have 51 more years to go to get to there. <laughs> and you know what? That that totally is a goal. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be with Elisa till the, the Lord takes me home and vice versa. But just to think about that longevity they had together. And, and what you didn't ever hear was, you know, when they got married, they were thinking about what's it going to be like when we're in our 90s. Mm-mm. Right. If you heard any of those tributes, they talked about all of those steps. Right. They talked about, you know, when their daughter Robin died, they talked about, you know, being a senator, being the president of the United States, just watching their son become like there were all of these steps along the way. But never. What is it going to look like when we've been married 73 years? Mm hmm. And I think that's what happens to, to a lot of us in this, you know, that are married. We think, oh my gosh, what's it going to be like when we get there that we lose the immediacy of what can I do today? Mm -hmm. And our attitude and our behaviors change because of that, because we're in the, we're in it and we, do, we get stuck. I, I think we talked about this last week of just having to start moving instead of just sitting where you're at mm -hmm. and looking at, well, we didn't do this yesterday and so I can't do anything today. It's being able to continue taking that one step forward. I didn't get from Mexico to Canada once when I stepped on the trail and didn't make a movement. I had to keep moving each and every day, 20 miles a day for 138 days to get there. Through thick and thin, through times when I didn't feel great, blisters, heat rashes, rattlesnakes, you know, coming after us, His bears. wife saying she wouldn't come pick them up. Bears. Know tears, you know, all rain, snow, winds, everything came at me and, and, and my crew that we, we banded together as we met along the trail. And yet each and every morning we would just get up and go, all right, I need to, we need to just keep walking. Mm -hmm. And this is what today's going to bring us. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to walk and we're going to take a break. We're going to walk. We're going to take lunch. We're going to walk. We're going to take a break. We're going to walk. We're going to do dinner. You know, we're going to walk some more. And almost in our marriage, we have to see that as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we put up a question on Instagram this week just saying, you know, what's one thing that you can do mm -hmm. to make your marriage better today? Right. Just just that simple. And it was amazing to see some of the trends and some of the just what were some of those themes that came through? And there were some that, you know, were woven through a lot of the responses and, and we want to share those first. And then we also want to share some of the specific ones, because I think th those of you listening, you're going to see yourself in both some of the more general ones mm -hmm. that you can customize to your marriage. And you're going to see some aspects in the specific responses that you're going to be like, I hadn't thought about that, or it's going to trigger something in you. And you know, the, the timing of this show is no coincidence because we're winding down 2018. We're gearing up for 2019 and, and starting now, like don't wait for January 1st, start now to make today better than yesterday and keep telling yourself, you know what? I'm going to do one thing today to make today better than it was yesterday. Right. And, and some of these, some of these seem so common sense and so easy. And yet we time after time in the responses got, well, but that's really hard for me. 
right? Like I know I should be doing this, but this is hard. Like one of the first ones that came up was just this idea of expressing appreciation for what your spouse does, who they are, how they show up in the marriage. And let me just let me just say the question again, so everybody's with us here. So the question was, what's one thing you can do to make your marriage stronger today? And that's it. What's one thing? And we can take a we can we can look behind us and go, well, this happened and this happened and this happened, or we can change that attitude, that behavior, and just go, what's the one thing I can do today? Mm-hmm. So again, express appreciation. Mm-hmm. Another one that came up, and this is so true in you know 2018, is to put down the phone and be present. Put down the phone, put down the screen, turn off your laptop, turn off the TV, turn off the tablet. And just give your spouse, I mean, it's crazy. Give your spouse your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Your eyeballs. Pretty crazy. One of the hardest things that our society right now as a whole is struggling with is to put down a device and be fully present with the person that we said, I love you to, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it seems so easy, but so hard at the same time, but you can do this. Another one was to be affectionate. And this is going to be one that you're going to have to customize because how your spouse wants to receive affection or how they best receive affection is different for the hundreds of thousands of you that are listening to the show. Mm-hmm. And this can be, you know, this is a great question to be even asking your spouse too. How, how do they want? How do they want you to show affection? Mm-hmm. Is that the right question? Yes. yes. Because it, it's knowing what they like that then you can do it and know that it's impacting them. And sometimes, and it, it may not be your first go-to. So that makes it even tougher, right? Because your first go-to may be, man, I'm going to just give him a kiss and it's going to be all good. Where in actuality, he just wants to hold your hand Mm -hmm. or he wants you to um, give him a big hug. And so that's where it gets a little tough and a little difficult, right? Because now you got to think, okay, wait a minute. I really would just love to kiss this dude. And yet he would just love it if you just held his hand. Mm -hmm. So knowing what they like, even in this way, is it's almost like the five love languages. We, we do a lot of, a lot of folks do the five love languages and go, well, I like acts of service. So now you perform acts of service for your spouse, but your spouse's love language is, you know, gifts or words of affirmation. So it's not about you and your love language. It's about theirs when it comes to affection. And that's such a key point. You know, when you're making today better than yesterday, it's, really coming from this place of service, this servant heartedness of how can I best serve my spouse? What does that look like? And, you know, this is just the beginning of the list, right? Of of some of these general ones, but we want to get into the, some of the more specific ones too. But before we do that, we want to thank this week's sponsor. And I mentioned at the top of the show that it's HelloFresh, right? And HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers. Love the delivery part. Your favorite step-by-step recipes with pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get much simpler than that because all the ingredients come pre-measured in kits, right? Which I love because this just means that the family grabs something out and says, you know, mom, this is what I want to have. And with those pictured recipe cards, I'm a visual person. I need to see what it's supposed to look like at the end. The great thing about HelloFresh is that they've got three plants to choose from. their classic veggie and family. And you're not going to spend all night in the kitchen because all the meals take about 30 minutes. And being a subscriber, a HelloFresh subscriber, 
Man, let me tell you how nice it is when I don't have to constantly be asking the, what are we having for dinner tonight? And my shopping and meal planning time gets cut down. It's so good. And especially around the holidays when we're traveling, just to know that if I need to put our subscription on hold for a week or two, because we're not going to be home, I can do it. It's that easy. So to get a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit hellofresh.com slash OEM60 and enter promo code OEM60. Again, to get $60 off your first three boxes, so that's $20 off each of those first three, visit hellofresh.com slash OEM60 and enter promo code OEM60. And if dinners are one of those times where you feel stuck and you're constantly looking like we don't have good dinners and we can't make good dinners. Hey, today's the day. Start something new. Try something new. Check out HelloFresh. And like Elisa said, go to HelloFresh.com slash OEM60. So we talked about a few of the general ones, you know, the, the general uh, behaviors that you can change mm-hmm. to make your marriage stronger. But here are some that were specific. And I think, like I said earlier, I think a lot of you are going to see yourselves in them. One, uh, one wife said, stop projecting my feelings and reactions onto my husband, Hmm. right? So what she's feeling, what she's dealing with, she's projecting it onto her husband. And so there's really just the sense there that one of the things that she can do to make the marriage better, to make the marriage stronger is actually to own her own feelings, not to, not to put them on her husband, but to own them and, and work through them and acknowledge them. Yeah. Cause then that leads to what are your expectations and is your spouse aware of those expectations? Well, and that's what a husband said. So that came from a wife. And then mm-hmm. there was a husband okay. that said, stop putting the high expectations I have for me on her. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about that. If, if you've got these high expectations of yourself, but you're putting them on your spouse, that's going to lead to all kinds of conflict. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're not expressed. That's, that's the big thing. And I think we've shared this many a times over the years is that our expectations, be it for our overall marriage mm-hmm. to our sexual intimacy to vacation sex, to how we're raising the kids, all these expectations we have, they're in our mind, and yet we're not sharing them with our spouse, which then ends up with frustration and headaches Mm -hmm. because we do have these expectations, and a lot of them can be brought on because of our parents, our upbringing, our environment, what we went through, where we are now. There's so many reasons these expectations come, how, how I was treated as a kid, how my parents treated me again and again and again to have we express those mm. to our spouse. And are we on that same page together? Absolutely. Another one said, get coaching to help me be a better spouse. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing. You know, a lot of people think, okay, well, if we're going to get marriage coaching, it has to be the two of us. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, if my spouse isn't ready, then, then we can't do marriage coaching. And, and I'll tell you guys, you'd be surprised at the number of individual spouses that I coach with because their spouse isn't ready or doesn't feel they need it or whatever, but they still have breakthrough mm-hmm. in their marriage because they're taking action right. to make the marriage stronger, to make the marriage better. Yeah. The hashtag this year has all been, what can I do? And there are times when you have to make sure that you're doing something for yourself. Your spouse may not be coming along yet, or your spouse may be there just not ready. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? And if you want to learn more about coaching, go to one extraordinary slash coaching and learn all about that. Another one said, let go of grudges. And that's the big one. I, I think which really ties in with today's quote, we got to let go of yesterday. Mm-hmm. The, and grudges are yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
they're so yesterday. Uh, another one, and this one, I, I think, you know, really convicted me was the idea of holding my tongue when I want to be critical about something that isn't a big deal. That came, that came from all you guys. And, and it's true. Here's the thing. We're so like as, as a society, I mean, you can't get on social media without seeing criticism. Mm-hmm. right? About things that sometimes are a big deal, sometimes aren't a big deal, depending on, you know, what the topic is, right? But we're, we're, we're in this place in the season of time where it's almost like we've been given permission to be critical regardless of what it is. And, and I love that this, this actually came from a wife. I love that she said, you know what? I need to be aware of when I'm being critical about things that aren't a big deal mm-hmm. because you pull that criticism piece out of your marriage and there will be a huge shift if your spouse feel safe to, you know, load the dishwasher or get the kids ready for school or, you know, stack the, fold the towels, right? All of these things that can seemingly cause all those little criticisms to build up. Mm-hmm. But really, and if you look at it in the overall scheme, are they a big deal? I think that it's, it's like the little foxes, yeah. right? And that's in the song of Solomon, right? The little foxes mm-hmm. and, and the, the little foxes, what they're going after, they're going after the root. And so they're going after the vine, but they're, they're not going after the grapes that are on the vine, right? Because if they were smart, they would just eat the grapes and just keep letting it, let the vine grow each year and they would have food all the time. But the little foxes come after the root. They want to uproot it. They want to take it. They want to kill it. And I think the little stuff, and, and this happened in our marriage when we were younger, were, was this, the little things, the, the, just being critical over them. Mm-hmm. And and I would do it to Elisa and it would come back. It didn't get us anywhere. And now I even find myself seeing little things and just going, who cares? Like it, it, in the overall scheme of my marriage, the big picture of my marriage, it doesn't matter. You know what the big picture of, of my marriage is? The big picture of my marriage is that honestly, I am with Elisa until, like I said before, the Lord takes us and I am going to be with her through thick and thin, whatever happens, we're together. That's what matters. It's, it's like, I don't care about the little stuff anymore. It, it just doesn't really irk me when it comes to like, oh, you put the glass on the shelf incorrectly. There, there, there were times when we had those sort of conversations, like you didn't put the knife in the drawer the way it should go. Who cares? It still happens to this day, 22 years later. Who cares? I don't anymore. Another one though, another, another one that came up that, that hit me and, and I can totally relate to this many years ago, quit masturbating. It's one thing I can do today. You quit masturbating. I mean, I remember the, those times when I would steal away often sneak whenever I could to, to, to masturbate and to get to a place where that no longer is even a part of who I am and who we are as a couple is truly amazing. With that though comes really being intimate with each other and connecting sexually in your sexual intimacy. Maybe it's doing a seven days of sex challenge. Maybe it's, you know, starting to implement the intimacy lifestyle. Maybe it's, you know, picking up 19 questions to amazing sex and talking about those things together, you know? So each one of those, we'll, we'll add, We'll add some show uh, links, links to the show notes um, here in the. Yes, I'm I'm all over the place, but that's that. We one. will ha- come to, come to the show notes. The yeah. links will be there. I think that's exactly. what he's trying to say, you know. But it's it's looking at all of these different things, right? You guys. I mean, we 
we started this year with the hashtag, what can I do? Right. It wasn't about what can your spouse do? It wasn't about, you know, like it's all about what, you know, what are we going to do as a couple? It's what can I do? And I don't know what came to mind for you as you were listening to, you know, these different topics that came up out of the one family. I don't know which of these really resonated with you. And you're like, you know what? I I think I can do this, but I know something came up. And if it wasn't something from the list, there was something that you know that if you start doing it today, if, if you just make the decision that you are going to do it today and then you mm-hmm. do it, today is going to be better than yesterday. And tomorrow is going to be better than today. But here's the thing. You actually have to take the action, right? You have to do whatever popped into your head. You have to do it and you have to say, you know what, this is what I commit to. Because I want an extraordinary marriage, because I want to make our marriage stronger, because I'm invested in this relationship. And when you take that step, it's amazing what happens, both, both psychologically and relationally, when you make a decision to make something better. Mm-hmm. The, everything shifts. And that's what, you know, don't wait until the beginning of the new year. Start creating the positive shift now in this season. Yep. All right, you guys, it's we're 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 like sliding into home for 2018. That's where we're at. We're sliding into home, and what we're looking at is okay, where we been, which is great, but we want to set that aside. We want to start looking in and what we're going to be doing ahead. Where are we going? What's gonna what's gonna be? What's the end of this year gonna be like? What's 2019 gonna be like? And let's prepare ourselves with our attitude, our behavior towards our spouse to make it extraordinary. We love you guys. We're excited for what's ahead and we're excited to hear from you. We love you guys. Take care. God bless and have yourselves a fantastic week. Love you guys.